Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This week on the program, has a film about the undead smelled this much like stale beer? It's John Carpenter's Vampires. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. John Carpenter's Vampires from 1998, directed by Preston Sturgis. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wait. No, uh, <laughs> also John Carpenter. This was the one he did after uh, the what the, 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 the Gulliver's Travels. Uh, Preston Sturgis. It was the follow-up to Gulliver's Travels. Got it. Got by it. the way, this ties into our Patreon episode this month, which is going to be on The Thing, another John Carpenter, a better John Carpenter film. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's a which movie about, about being terrified about catching something. So that'll be just <laughs> in time for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, vampirism is also something that's like, oh, am I going to catch it? And it's like, I wish that was the pandemic right now because I already can't go outside in the daylight. Sure, fuck it. <laughs> you know, I might as well like have a, a, a nice ravenous nightlife like a vampire would. Yeah, Absolutely. and then you're a sexy person for the rest of your life. First of all, I've never been a sexy person. So I think <laughs> becoming a vampire would make me sexy. Which it would I'd be, be life-changing okay and death-changing <laughs> death as well. I mean, you have to become an expert in capes. Yes. Like, you yes. need to know which one for which kind of night. I yep. mean, it's it's a lot of stuff. to. Although these vampires of. aren't terribly sexy. Well, that's the thing about this movie and why I will say up front, I, I didn't see this in the theaters, but I have seen this movie probably close to 20 times what in the world that's insane (laughs) because i I can't remember if it was a thing where i had it on like the early days of dvd or if it was like taped off of hbo or something this was a big tbs tnt or i remember that Mm -hmm. i've never liked this movie somehow i've I've, never and last night didn't change my opinion but i never 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 got into it i never saw it in full i only i saw parts of it and then i Watching it today, I realized why because I had to bail because it it really drags at a certain point. Yes, and for a movie that's a hundred and eight minutes too, yeah. that's yeah. unfortunate. It because it, it's such a contained story, but you know it's very simple. Like we have to go do this before this time, and then that's it. It's but at the same simple. time, you're like, we are dragging ass. I will say, I was the one thing about this movie is I actually was never bored. Uh, I, hmm. I, this movie does not bore me. It's just stupid as all hell. Hey, Were Chris, you entranced I, by the hair dye? Of, I was. Uh, I mean, well, also, I mean, it's Thomas Ian Griffith we're talking about. Here, oh, yes, sir. true, and true. I, I just look at him. Chris, I want to run something by you. I wrote down in my sure. notes. I came up with an alternate title for this. Uh huh. From Dust Till Don't. <laughs> uh huh. 
You know what? I think we should workshop it a little bit, but I think it's it, it's a good starting place. Is I'm gonna what I think. I'm gonna crack a beer. It's the apocalypse, guys. Yeah, I should. do. This yeah, is, we I mean, should I, start drinking on the air. You're right. Oh, this I've owes, already drinking. Oh, I've been drinking. Uh, this owes a lot to from dust till dawn. That's a really good point. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's like what I was gonna say was it's why I think it kind of appealed to me is because it because I don't think I saw from dust till dawn until much later. Oh, that's the thing. But it's a movie where. I was just so uh, sort of fascinated by scumbag vampire hunters. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what this is. These are scumbag vampire hunters hunting scumbag vampires. Well, well, see, the script and the movie was supposed to be filmed in 1994, like from Dust Till Dawn. It was supposed to come out at the same time. But there was fucking four years of negotiations between James Wood and Daniel Baldwin about who gets to say bitch the most in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It went no, on for four years, and they're like, "We're going to top it out at seven hundred. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, I need, to, I need to take the crown here. Jimmy, I need the crown. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, about that crown, because Steve, you mentioned something similar yesterday when you were watching it about them saying "bitch" all the time. So I was on "bitch watch" when I was screening it today. The first bitch does not happen until like fifty-two minutes into the movie, but from there, <laughs> it is Leaky a faucet. cavalcade, dude. Yeah, the fucking plug from the dam, man. Well, the, the weirdest thing is, I think that Carpenter isn't a misogynistic director. Like he's a dude director in terms of like he's done movies that are mostly centered around men, etc. But like women are either like done justice or not. But like it's not like this is like a straight up like misogynistic vampire movie. But why that is, though, is James Woods. Well, yeah, but I think (laughs) what they're doing here is like, oh, it's fine because she's a monster. Sure. But then the thing is, the way to fix that part of this movie is you make this priest character, the second priest. He needs to be a woman. It's a nun. And now we're doing something. Sure. Yeah, that's a good call. Could use a super nun. Who could hold the screen like Tim Guinea, though? That's Nobody. true. I mean, I mean come on, look guy, at the guy. It's just a charisma factory. By the way, <laughs> folks, I, I, I went on a Wikipedia right before this, and there was a, a little thing about this movie was almost, and I think this was like when Carpenter wasn't involved, but it was almost Dolph Lundgren with Willem Dafoe as Ooh. possibly the vampire. Ah, better movie. Yeah, better yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah better yeah. movie. And, well, also, this is based on a book. I mean, the movie is really simple. It's, it's John Carpenter's Vampires. It's just, it's a, a James Woods is a vampire hunter uh, with Daniel Baldwin as kind of his sidekick. And they're hunting down a vampire played, a vampire king kind of dude played by Thomas Ian Griffith. Uh, but this movie is based on a book, which I do want to read only for the I title. I do too. Yep. Because it's vampire dollar sign as the S and yeah. you know that's excellent. Oh, absolutely. And also, I would hope that whenever I get around to reading Vampire Dollar Sign, <laughs> uh, they've, the movie changed it completely. Because you know what Vampire Dollar Sign is? That's a story about a person working at a vampire casino. Mm. Gambling for the <laughs> undead, ladies and gentlemen. Shit, this is a, a million dollar idea. Oh, like, <laughs> like old folklore, how vampires have to count like beans and stuff you throw on the floor in front of them. Like they count cards. <laughs> vampire casino will bleed you dry. Yes. And instead of craps, they play crips. <laughs> it's all right there. I don't know if you guys, because I'm in Jersey and they do online gambling is legal. I get all of these like scumbag, um, like. 
you could do an online casino, man. It's going to change your life. It's like, I fucking won a lot of money. My mother won money. We're all winning money here on the online vampire casino. Online vampire casino or just online New Jersey casino. Sure. Just reeks of the McMillions scandal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, it's a, yeah, it's me and then my ma and then my aunt and my aunt's neighbor. We all won at the Vegas Jersey. <laughs> so uh, a quick story. Uh, uh, this guy I knew in uh, high school did not like him. His father worked with my mom. His father, a uh, doctor, so they rich boy. Um, <laughs> ah, fuck you, doctor kids. So I, I find out what maybe five years ago. I just like for some reason we're talking about this guy. And so what? What? What's going on with the? What's his name? You know the son. It's like oh yeah, he had to sell his beach house in another of his car because he got into online gambling, and he Ooh. thought, <laughs> and like he thought he was going to be like. The like the guy with the shades in the poker tournament. <laughs> oh man, it's a bad problem. Especially, I, I can imagine right now people are like, "Well, that's how I could make money." And it's like, dude, do not fuck with the online gambling. Don't yeah, you too could be the next. Uh, what's his name? Negranu. <laughs> Daniel Negranu. Yeah, that's what, right. Now, what is that guy? Uh, He's poker. a professional poker player. Oh, wow. He's yeah. the one with the shades, man. Cabin, they're all wearing shades. So we start at a, uh, as James Woods puts it, a New Mexico shithole. Right, and he's wearing shades because he's a professional vampire hunter. And how I would always love to be introduced in a motion picture, Daniel Baldwin taking a piss on the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) There, another IMDb trivia. Did you hear that? uh, Did did you hear this? Did you see this? Did you hear hear about about this? (laughs) Uh, It's late night television. Some guy crossed the street. They, uh, Alec Baldwin took this role and then had it for a little while and then was like, oh, I can't do it. Why don't you cast Daniel Baldwin? (laughs) Wow. I I would say, I would say what happened probably was that John Carpenter got Daniel Baldwin and just was like, act like Alec. Yes. Just do an impression of Alec. That's the best thing you can do. Well, that's that's what his career, that's what life told him to do. Not John Carpenter. I'm I'm saying true. But I don't think it's good anywhere else. Here it is. Well, he was in now. I since we did Death Wish for the Crackdown, I watched that Charles Bronson impersonators movie Death Kiss, which is a loose sequel to the Death Wish franchise. And sure. Daniel Baldwin plays like the man cow esque radio DJ <laughs> talking about the scum of the street and whatever. And it is straight up just an Alec Baldwin impression. That's I mean it's weird because like they're brothers, so like sure they might sound a little the same i don't know steven baldwin he yes, sounds he a little does. different and yeah. so does billy baldwin i feel like daniel is the one that because he looks the most sort of like alec or at least like rotund alec right it, like it it's sort of <laughs> could you say that again rotund alec i love it <laughs> well he was the one that uh the only clone of alec that they kept Yes. <laughs> the rest of them, they had to go away. You know, they were in the jars and everything. Well, he even has the same, like, gait that Alec yes. Baldwin. Like, like I always, I didn't really notice this with Alec Baldwin until 30 Rock, because so much of that show was, like, walk and talk. Like, the way Alec Baldwin kind of carries himself, Daniel Baldwin carries himself exactly the same way in this movie. And, like, it's, because it, it, well, he plays the same kind of characters. Like, Billy Baldwin is always, like, the hunk of the Baldwins, if you will. Uh, sure. Then you got your your Stephen Baldwin. You know, he did some, like, he was, like, always, like, the young Baldwin, but also would, like, do cool, like, trying to be the cool Baldwin, I guess. Right, Biodome. 
Biodome for sure. Was he also, the, only uh, the one, Lord Jesus Christ? Was he the only one who tried to be funny? I think that's true too. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the funny Baldwin. I think. Do you think at some point in the 1980s, Adam Baldwin was at like a diner, and then like all four Baldwin brothers showed up? Like, hey man, wrong name, wrong decade, wrong diner, <laughs> <laughs> and then they kicked him out. Hey, hey Alec, could, come on, you got to patch me in. You got to patch me in with you guys. Come on. I would love to see like a, a Baldwin battle royale. <laughs> By the way, Alec is pretty funny, right? We were just talking about 30 Rock. He's very funny yes, in 30 Rock. In 30 Rock, he's really funny. That sort of came later, though, for him. True. He was like, yeah, that was like his, his turn. So, yeah, I mean, like, he's, I will say just really quickly, he's very funny in Jonathan Demme's Married to the Mob. And also, yep. Beetlejuice is pretty comedic. That's yep, fair. Oh, that's true. I'm wrong. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are right, though, Steve, that those roles for Alec Baldwin were few and far between earlier yeah. on. And now it's kind of like, well, now it's just fucking Donald and Trump on SNL. They were second to the fact that he was a hunk. Like, yes. Stephen yeah. Baldwin is not a hunk, but Alec was a fucking hunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris My Kevin. fucking God. Isolate that audio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you seen Working Girls, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, have you seen Working no, Girls? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm going to trump you hunk-wise. Billy Baldwin was like a model. You that know? Yeah. Like a, but that's a different type of hunk. That's like the slender model. Got it. Right? And like Alec is like, you want a big guy to bomp you or whatever. <laughs> you yes. don't get bumped by a slim guy, dude. <laughs> and also, Billy Baldwin didn't get like a good... Mo- I'm trying to think of movies like other than Sliver, and then he got good in like The Squid and the Whale. He's got Backdraft, which I think is a eh. stay tuned virus feed. Oh, virus. virus. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, both of those are stay tuned. Yeah, He's fucking Cindy Crawford in that one movie, Fair, Fair Game. Game. Oh, yes. My God, I watched that a lot as a do, young young man. Do you do you know? <laughs> here's a little bit of a tidbit. Did you know that's that is uh based on the same book as Cobra? I oh, did not. Really? Yeah. Wait, what movie's based on Fair the same Game. Book? Is that right? Yeah. Is Billy Baldwin cutting pizza with scissors is my question. <laughs> no, <yes. laughs> and Cindy Crawford is the pizza, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so they're uh, scumbag vampire hunters. There's a ton of them in the beginning of this movie. It's a real team here. And this is it's a thing where it's like, I get it. Economical storytelling. You want to pare this team down. But it would be rad to have like some kind of prequel to this movie where these guys are going around killing people especially very entertaining in these early scenes a very young mark boone jr yeah well it's weird it's because they're not nobodies you know what i mean like they cast people here one of the guys is the dude who played shang soon in mortal kombat yes who's also awesome i feel like if carpenter calls even if it's like low pay like you you get in there Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, dude. John Carpenter asked me to be in a movie. I'll be there yesterday. Uh, well, this is a dark time for Carpenter, which I guess sort of still is. Oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if the, yeah. if the clouds have ever really truly lifted since the yeah. Well, that's, I, was, I was looking at that myself, actually. And this is, it is right after Escape from L.A. Uh, is when he does this. And which, then after. Which I, I still like Escape from L.A. I'm kind of a contrarian in that regard. But after that, he's. He doesn't really have much, right? You got Ghosts of Mars, which is bad. The Ward, which I straight up turned off. Yeah, I heard nothing but bad things. I think I didn't go in for it. I, I could, yeah. I'm not crazy about the Ward, but I do kind of like Ghosts of Mars. Really? Yeah. 
You know, so much of that was that fucking heinous soundtrack. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to get a a, fucking this is the Carpenter uh, fart guitar era. I got to give it another chance. This guitar is nuts. I'm sorry. Because it starts in uh, in the Mouth of Madness. That also has a fart guitar, but it's a little better than this. In the Mouth of Madness was better when I rewatched it pretty recently. I was like, oh, that's a really good movie. It's a good good enough movie. I think that's a good movie. That's, I think, his best movie of the 90s because he did that right before Escape from L.A. Or, no, sorry, Escape from L.A. 96, Village of the Damned 95. Not a good movie. Uh, Fun cast, though. Yes, absolutely. Uh, In the Mouth of Madness and then... You can catch this on Shutter. I think it's kind of, it's like half worth your time. Body bags. It's it exact. Te- it's exactly half worth your time. Yeah, uh, but so much of it, I think, is Carpenter acting in the movie as like the crypt keeper surrogate kind of character. Oh, and then also Jesus, you can't forget 1992. A, a definite stay tuned. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Woo. <laughs> so this team is they're hunting down a nest of uh goons as they're calling them mm. uh looking and you for a master s- looking for the master and you see the whole like process here like it is it's a fun way of hunting vamps you know they're like dragging them out into the sunlight and it is it's fun but you know it's it's kind of horrific in that regard because you're looking for the master and you got a house full of subs (laughs) (laughs) it's like dude come on i want to get domed here i want to get master bader out here (laughs) oh my god but i do like i do like the idea of shooting these uh vampires with arrows that have this retractable like wire that is attached to Daniel Baldwin's pickup truck and he like backs up in reverse and brings them out into the sunlight and they just they explode in, in, in quite a fashion and Andrew they even James Woods even says crispy critters he, he does, does. He oh man I, I did light up at that crispy critters line uh, I love yeah. that. Uh, yes. Here's a, here's an idea for. I mean, uh-huh. like, it makes sense. Yeah, the idea is you go in, you hook them, and like uh, someone has a truck. Usually, it's Daniel Baldwin. Like, let's go fucking fishing, and they they drag them out, <laughs> and they, they burn, and it, they burn hilariously. Why not burn the house down? That's the move. And then like, <laughs> yeah. then what's gonna happen? They they can't go anywhere. It's fucking oh, two shit. p.m. Do you think David Koresh was a vampire? <laughs> Absolutely. Possible. And the ATF is a secret like vampire hunting organization. That was, uh, you know, one of the disappointing parts about that Paramount Network miniseries uh, starring Taylor Kitsch is they left out all the parts about David Koresh being a vampire. Yeah, mm. that's why and it just needed, weakened the story. Yeah, he needed virginal <laughs> blood. Me, they um, both they both called a bunch of women their brides. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> very true, Chris. Um, one thing we do have to mention, uh, so. James Woods is whatever the f- Jack Crow, but dude, Daniel Baldwin yep. playing Montoya. <laughs> okay. Tony Mon- Montoya. Yes. Uh-huh. I kept thinking about Al Pacino, even though that's Tony Montana, but still. But I don't know what fucking bacon grease he's putting in his hair, dude. This is, it is jet black, which is not the Daniel Baldwin I know and love, uh, uh, I guess uh, from Homicide. But, you know, like, it's just, you know, he's just not. It's like it's it's a bad look, I think. Steve, that it's always bacon grease. It's actual bacon <laughs> grease. That's what he does. To suck it one back. for you, one for me, <laughs> one for you. He's just scooping bacon grease out I of prepared, a jar. I prepared this bacon while I bathed. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I fucking love about fucking Montoya 
is that he has a fucking customer service headset on. Yes. Whole, and it just looks so silly on his huge head. And his it's huge so fucking hammock. Fucking head. funny. This this little headset is hanging on by a thread. Uh, so, oh. uh, did you put a heavy load in your dryer? Well, uh, <laughs> that might have done it. That, well, you know what? We're going to send out a technician. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, hold on. I've got a vampire on line three. Uh, burn, motherfucker, burn. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you calling about Maytag repair or vampire hunting? Please press one or two. <laughs> Look, it's hard times out here. I have to have two jobs. And, uh, you know, it takes all day to do this, dragging these vampires out. You know, so. if you're not going to unplug it, I'm going to hang up. If you unplug it and replug it back in, or else we've got nothing to talk about. Look, you put the dishwasher liquid in the little space. You don't drizzle it all over the uh, <laughs> dishes. That's not how it works. Oh, and uh, I can't, I can't stress this enough. Garbage goes in the garbage can, <laughs> folks. Okay. <laughs> I had a uh, customer service thing. I was ordering a, a bookshelf from a website. I'm not going to name. Went through four different variations. It keep kept coming in wrong. First, they sent me the wrong pieces. Then they sent me the wrong bookshelf. Then they sent me. They sent me a metal grate for no reason. Wait, did, you, did, wait, did you have to send any of this back? I threw... No, they, they were cool enough. They are like, just throw oh. it away. So, like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> exactly. So, but, like, the last... And every time you call, it's a very, like, sweet Midwestern woman. Like, oh, my goodness, sir. That's terrible. How... Oh, gosh. Did that happen? Oh, that's ridiculous. And the last one I got was this guy, and his la- and I'm fucking at the end of it here. I'm like, I want all my money refunded. This fucking thing is ridiculous. And I don't, and I don't blow up on customer service people. I'm not, and I'm not doing that at the time. I'm just explaining, but I'm, I'm pretty heated. And I'm like, listen, I want my money back. Da-da. He's like, oh, gosh, sure. That's ridiculous. You know, I, I, this sounds like something out of a movie. I got to get, oh, I got to give you your money back. What kind of movies does this guy watch? <laughs> Boring instructional video. The other thing was, he was like, oh, so you're going to have to give me a minute. I, uh, oh, geez, I, I, I cut my finger the other day and I had to get stitches. <laughs> so it's a li- I'm a little slow in typing this down. And I'm like, dude, I have no time for this. I, we all watch Far Go. This guy watches Far Don't. Am I right, folks? <laughs> oh, that's like a, that? something out of a movie. <laughs> you mean that Far Stop? Work? Yeah, far stop. <laughs> far don't. Well, it's don't, if the show is called Far hold, Do. Hold on a second. Don't has a, has an O in it. I almost said zero, but I realized that's not a letter. <laughs> it's got a big fucking zero in it. Uh-huh. Uh, so they fucking kill all these vampires, and uh, we are cutting heads off. Um, the violence in this movie makes it sort of worth watching. It's oh, pretty yes. extreme. I I do yeah I do want to point out that we do have um special effects here uh being put on uh by uh Kurtzman and Nicotero so you know that these dudes know what they're doing and the practical effects in this movie are it, fucking It awesome. looks great. It really does. Yep. By the way, James Woods in this movie throughout is dressed like how you would dress Arnold Schwarzenegger in your movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like a black t-shirt, leather jacket and stonewashed jeans. It's a cobra look actually. It doesn't work on James Woods though. Does not at all. <laughs> That's not how James Woods tells it. He doesn't really work in this movie doing what he's doing i don't know something I, about it just it, reads he's off. not meant to for this type of leading man role no definitely not. I, I don't yeah, i don't works. need to see him in like paranormal action movies normally hold on did chris cabin just say it works i think he works in this i i think because of the way it's written like a scumbag you have to have a scumbag like this but, but it's I, like, I really do think it lines up 
it's like a sympathetic scumbag, and it's like I, some oh, of I the, don't find this I, guy. Sympathetic I, I, I don't think all. he does anything to make him other than he is the lead. If you just assume well, the he's lead, he's fighting is, evil yeah. gentlemen. You're supposed to be on his side, but the the villains were betrayed by his like he like spoiler like he is eventually they were uh, uh, betrayed by the same people by the Catholic Church. Haven't the we Catholic all church. been? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they have this whole thing. I love Mark Boone Jr. He's like, nine goons, man. <laughs> like, he's so excited. And he's like, something's wrong. Where's the master? All these goons, no master. <laughs> uh, and we do find out where the master is, hiding in the dirt. I mean, this is another thing that I like is, like, so much of this movie feels like kind of a weird cross between vampires and zombies. Like, it's mostly vampires. Don't get me wrong. But I love all of the shots of whenever vampires are rising out of the dirt like that, you know, like it's it takes a very unromantic approach to vampire shit versus yes. just a couple weeks back. My Lord, we're talking about Queen of the Damned. Well, yes, it does. But it, it also almost doesn't. But the way the mask, it's like the master has to wear an old European suit or a cape or something right. instead right. of like when when they, they were going through the bodies of the quote unquote goons. I was like, well, how do you how do you fucking know which one's the master? Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why exactly. can't a regular? Why can't a guy in a T-shirt be a master? That's what I've been saying my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and like fucking James Woods has this truck, this fucking SWAT team truck. Well, there's wait, there's no truck. There's a like a big van, a van, and then, yeah, yeah. And then Daniel Baldwin's driving a jeep, right? And like the, a Wrangler. The yeah. van, I think it's like an armored car, like an like a bank car. Yes. And oh it, yeah, and it has the Iron Cross on it. And I'm gonna be nice and think that he's just a fan of Prussia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I, what's going no, no, on. no. I believe it's supposed to be more like a Knights Templar kind of thing. I don't. It, it's it wasn't. I have an eye for an Iron Cross. That was not quite <laughs> it. That was Much? more of a cross of Malta, babe. Ah, I see. Sick brag, dude. <laughs> much like the man portraying. <laughs> yeah, much like the man portraying him. I don't want to know too much about Jack Crow's politics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we we cut to the Sun God Motel, you guys. And let me tell you something. Nothing like a week long dirt bag motel party. Man. This is insane. I like that the sheriff it. is there. And it's like, when are these guys leaving? <laughs> Is this now, am I understanding this scene correctly? Because the sheriff is there, like, tolerating everything. He's kind of talking with this motel owner, like, because the guy's like, when are they going to be gone? And James Woods is like, you know, we're rolling out tomorrow or something like that. Is this a thing where it's like this town was like, fuck, we got a really bad vampire problem. We got to call the Vamp Busters. That's how I read it. And like, I was, so they, the town is, they've hired them to come in and do this. So that's why they're well, putting up with this at the motel. It seems like they're getting paid double. Like, we're getting paid from the town and the Vatican. Yes. That's the definitely for sure. But he is definitely he knew this was a nest because he's been plotting some uh, uh, system plotting. that this uh, oh, right. vampire cult has been uh, uh, following to find a cross. Dude, hearing James Wood say logarithmic algorithm, <laughs> fuck, that's a stretch. Uh, logarithmic. And it's just like it's just hookers and beer. It's a hookers and beer party. You bring one or the other. Absolutely. And I'm shocked, shocked at the non-existence of cocaine. 
Yeah. You don't is, see it, though. It's there. It's <laughs> probably there. This this party is so rowdy. It's so ridiculous. It feels like something like Frank Booth and Blue Velvet would in, embark upon. Oh, of course it is, dude, because they are seconds away from a gangbang before the fucking <laughs> master shows up and kills them Even all. the priest is drunk out of his mind. This dude's fucking great. This guy's been in stuff. This guy playing the original Padre. Yeah, he's yes, pretty he good. Yeah. I do think that the couch was rooting for the vampires in this one. <laughs> <laughs> the couch was like, oh, thank God. The vampires showed up. Yeah, cover me in blood. It's fine. As long as these prostitutes aren't here tomorrow. I don't want Daniel Baldwin's taint on me. (laughs) No more Mark Boone Jr. farts, please. (laughs) Please. I can't take it. He farts and looks at the couch. What? You don't like falafel? (laughs) (laughs) Some days I I I wipe off the farts. Some days I wipe off the cum. And the blood. <laughs> I, oh, dude, Couchy Driver? I don't know. That's Couchy <laughs> Driver. I love it. Uh, uh, we got, uh, of course, Cheryl Lee. Laura Palmer herself is in this movie. It's hilarious because I was so excited to see her in a non-twin. To, a, like, literally not be dead. I was like, oh, cool, she's alive. And she like <laughs> she's like not alive for more than five seconds in this film. And she's also pretty much comatose and weird throughout the entire thing yes. anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, she's- yeah, John, uh, this is Cheryl's agent. Yeah, uh, she has to be dead. Uh, she will not play a living person. It's just that she's technically dead in the winter's bone. You don't know that, but, uh, you know, I, it's in the script. Um, she is Katrina. She's one of the prostitutes uh, servicing the party. She's, of course, you know, going straight for James Woods. I mean, that's that's where you have to go in that scenario. Uh, I you got Mark Z- Jr. Z- and Daniel Baldwin. Yeah. I'd go for Shang Tsung, actually, if I could. Shang Tsung or, like, the Padre? See if he's a game. He, All right, hot all- take, hot take. I'd rather get fucked by Daniel Baldwin than James Woods. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I agree with James that. Woods is fucking yellow-ass teeth in this movie, too. Oof. Daniel Baldwin <laughs> would be grateful. He'd be thankful. <laughs> you look at he, that pudge? You look you at know that what? thing? Yeah, I mean, that pudge is kind of comforting. I could be that small spoon. <laughs> you know, all right. If we're if we're really opening it up to the floor, then Mark Boone Jr. over the two of them, I think. I is know. that right? See, see, the thing is, like, I would like to hear Mark Boone Jr.'s adventures in exactly. life. Exactly. I, 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 I don't. The... I don't know if being slammed by him. I don't. Know, maybe. If, maybe. Maybe <laughs> if he's from behind, but you yeah. don't want him on top of you. Daniel yeah, Baldwin the... on top, maybe. I, I want the breakfast the next day with Mark Boone Jr. I guess is what I'm going for. Okay. I think the thing is. The fantasy should be we could just hang out with Mark Boone. Oh, okay. And nobody has to fuck anybody. (laughs) Uh, Can I fuck them? (laughs) Yes, you can fuck all of them. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, this the master comes in. He starts laying waste to people. Uh, Mark Boone Jr. is the first to go in spectacular fashion. It's I the best death say. of the movie, I think. Woo! It is great. There's a knock at the door, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're out of beer." And he's like, "No, I've got beer." And he <laughs> he gets up and opens the door. This dude cuts some fucking scrote to throat man. i couldn't believe it his body just falls apart it is exquisite oh it's, it's a nice so cool. johnny mnemonic oh yeah boy, sweet 
This dude's laying waste to everybody. Another great kill, though, I have to say, because I've never seen this happen in a vampire movie. The master himself takes a shotgun and shoots the padre in the throat. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. Ooh, that's really something. I guess it's to make him commit suicide. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean? he's, like, he's sending him to hell, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, now, Thomas Ian Griffith in this movie is mostly without dialogue. But I feel like this must be like what he considers like his the biggest part of his career. You think so over Karate Kid? You know, Karate Kid 3. Oh, 3, excuse bad me. Bad yeah. Boy Mike Barnes was kind of jockeying for the top slot in the in the baddie category and that. I just feel like this movie is like, he's like, okay, you did Karate Kid Part 3. Now you're really <laughs> fucking breaking, dude. You're working with John Carpenter. You're yep. playing the master vampire named Jan Valak or whatever. Right. Apparently it's the original vampire and Dracula doesn't re- didn't exist, but we all know Dracula exists. But, but you know, course. here's the thing. I do appreciate uh, this movie not bothering with the D word. I agree with that, <laughs> but then why set him at the same point in history, like 1300s medieval Europe? It's and kind he's of kind the of, same character. He's I mean, dressed like vampire Dracula anyway. But they're also rewriting Dracula, like Vampire Rose, all over the place. Like and he that, clearly wants to make it his own thing. But it should have been like, oh yeah, vampires. They they started in the nineteen seventies. The guy in a t shirt. Serpico was the first uh, vampire. <laughs> there was a there was a dude who did some bad lewds in a discotheque <laughs> bathroom and fucking bit this lady's neck, and if it you, was all downhill from there. If you don't suck her blood, how do we know we can trust you? <laughs> Exactly. It's all corrupt cops is how vampirism <laughs> spread. Uh, yeah, so, you know, James Woods and uh, uh, I guess Alec, or, uh, Daniel Baldwin try to uh, get in here and save the day. It doesn't really work out so well. Um, um, so they, Cheryl yeah. Lee at this point also gets only bitten by Thomas Ian Griffith. Um, he, he gets her on the thigh there. It's a very sexual scene. Oh, big time, dude. And after, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago with Stuart Townsend and possibly one of those unsexy vampires of all time, I was pretty okay with this. I was like, it's a vampire. We're doing like a oral sex nod here, you know. Well, yeah, she knew that fucking James Woods wasn't going to be doing this shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh no, dude, that's not for, that's not for guys like James Woods, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but Daniel Baldwin might just do it. He <laughs> oh. looks like the type to me. Absolutely, and good for him. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Crow, uh, Jack Crow, so yeah, Crow, uh, Tom Servo, and Joel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, along with Montoya and Katrina, escape. And don't, by the way, don't forget Gypsy and Cambot. <laughs> Roll call. Uh, yeah, so they they escape from from this dude. He kind of like tries to latch onto the car, and uh, Daniel Baldwin shoots him in the face, which is pretty great. Uh, and then they get in a car accident like immediately. So like the next day, it's like the sun's up. They're walking down the street and it's, it's like a lone desert highway. And it's two dirt bags and a pretty lady walking down the street. Like this is a fucking Rob Zombie movie. It <laughs> is. It looks very much. because They take Shirley. Uh, James Woods wants to take her. He knows she's been bit. But he's like, she's got a sec. She's got, and he says this like really quickly as he's like, she's got to have a second click with a vampire. We got to get her. We got to. I'm like, what, what, what? Yeah, so the lore here, right? And I guess this is this is sort of, I guess, throughout most vampire lore is that in some way, if you're doing vampire lore in where there there is like a master vampire, a head vampire, the other underlings are like psychically linked or either that or like emotionally linked or something. I, so yeah, yeah. 
I thought this was kind of a cool thing. Like he, they can track him through her connection with the master vampire. And that plays into the whole talk about the master shit before I read that on Wikipedia, they mentioned in the book, the differences between vampires, vampire dollar sign. And this (laughs) is there's like a vampire detector in the book. And I feel like this is much more in line with lore to have it be a psychic connection. Oh, like vampire detector, like a device or like it's a person? It sounded like some type of Egon shit. Oh, fuck, oh, dude. No. Get some Dr. Spangler on the case. Uh, <laughs> this town is yeah. gone. After this slaughter, this town has got to be raised. Like, there's nothing left. They killed all the hookers in like a 50-mile range, I would say. <laughs> so you think or, that's like the economy for it this town? Seems like it. What else is there other than the Sun God Motel and dirt? I mean, you know, for a town of 30 people, Kevin, maybe that's all you need to stay afloat. I suppose. Yeah, but you're right. I think, well, they do. James Woods, like, sees the news report later, or maybe it's Daniel Baldwin's watching TV, and it's like, yeah, 19 people were uh, killed, and, oh, by the way, they were all decapitated. The motel was burned to the ground. This It would be national news. Yeah, yeah, no, everybody would be hearing about this. Uh, so yeah, they they got to figure out how to get back on the road. Uh, uh, Jack is suspecting that they've been set up in some way uh, because he says, you know, because uh, the the master, this dude knows he's like, oh, hello, Mister Jack Crow, and you know, he's like, all right, so this motherfucker knew my name, knew where we were gonna be so on and so forth. So what they do to get back on the road is steal a car from Frank Darabont. Everybody catch Darabont? <laughs> oh, nice. I is this gas station it. guy? Yeah. That's amazing. I do li- I do like this scene of just stealing this dude's Cadillac. Yeah, He's pretty like, great. Oh, man, season two of Walking Dead scripts are in there. Give it back. <laughs> oh, I got fired off that shit. But I'm going to take all the money. Oh, dude, oh, of course. Oh, I'm going to take all the money. Created by, dude. What a credit. Man. Absolutely, and I can't so believe they, that's still on the air. By the way. I was thinking about that the other day for some reason or another, but it's shocking to me that that show's still on, and none of us are watching it, right? No, no I, I no. gave up after season like whenever um, uh, the mom died. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, you know what? Everybody I, I came to this party with has left, so I'm good. All of my friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have been off it for the better part of a decade. Yeah, whenever the Nagin season one, that's when I stopped. Yeah. Oh, so you saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Oh, yeah. I did, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you guys blew right past me. Uh, So, yeah, so they they go back to the motel, and Daniel Baldwin is basically assigned to uh, get this woman to safety, uh, go into hiding or whatever, while James Woods, like, takes care of the scene. So there's definitely a montage, and again, great effects here of James Woods Staking hearts, cutting off Mark Boone Jr.'s head. Now, here is a question, though. Because I just, I don't know if it's because I've seen this movie so many times or if it happened someplace else. Has Mark Boone Jr. been decapitated in other films? <laughs> not that I know of. I mean, okay. I'm sure I would, be, I'm not going to take the money on it. We're, if we're doing New Jersey gambling on that, I'm not going to gamble on it, but. I'd Fair think, enough. I think that might be how Sons of Anarchy ends. <laughs> Maybe. I do. I well, I love that there's this thing because like when they split up and he goes to Daniel Baldwin, you take it back to the hotel. I got to take care of the scene, blah, 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 blah. And like Daniel Baldwin's like, hey, man, vampire rule number seven. You never take care of all. Uh, you never you never bury a team by yourself. And it's like, can you tell me what these vampire rules are? That'd be really Thank you. helpful. 
very much. That is a thing that uh, it's actually always annoyed me with this movie because it annoys me in any movie where there's a th- some character has a philosophy that's a bunch of rules or whatever the fuck, and you're just like throwing those rules like rule number two eight three. Never, you know, and this it's fucking littered throughout this movie. It means absolutely nothing. Like he could yeah. just say, "Hey, man." We shouldn't bury this team. You know, you shouldn't bury the team by yourself. You know, they were my teammates too, or whatever the fuck. But yeah, vampire rule number seven. Never be, be, be. I hate that shit in movies. Uh, eventually, we get like vampire rule number one, and it's like, um, I, that's the thing is, you don't know the other ones. I think it's like one and seven. And yeah. one is like, oh, if your teammate gets bitten, you have to kill them or whatever. And right. there's a whole part of this movie where uh, Daniel Baldwin does get bitten and just hides it. So he's violating rule number one. Which is also a thing that happens a ton in zombie movies. And that was another thing that made me feel like this was like a real weird half and half kind of thing. I I will say I like that they don't explain stuff like him cutting the heads off and burying them that specific way. Because this could have gone exposition town really quick. That's Um, very true. And they do not explain much in this. I kind of prefer that. That to them over because they were never I don't think they were ever going to hit the juicy middle I think it was either going to be way too much or way, way too little I kind yeah. of agree too with little. that because you, you're like dropped right into the action in this movie and we kind of just it's like pick it up as you go so it's it's it it's does a have pace to it even though yeah. it does slow the fuck down sooner it, it, well that's the thing is once once this ha- like I think the first 25 minutes or whatever are fun it's like and it does feel a lot like dust till dawn we're like stealing cars and shit and it's like okay and then like the middle of this movie is so soggy and the end doesn't even actually bring it back up that much i agree uh, with that i kind of don't but we'll we'll get there uh, we'll get there so the, uh, alec baldwin has to go back to check in oh which baldwin oh shit no I- <laughs> drink 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 <laughs> I, I actually I will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> go you, right did, you, ahead. you just failed the Baldwin test. <laughs> that was Baldwin uh, rule number one. All right, now, get now, the fuck out of this diner. Now, you just drink, say, he, he, here's the thing: if you make, mistake one of the b- prime Baldwins, you got to drink a beer. If you mistake us for Adam Baldwin, you got to take a shot. Did you just say <laughs> Stephen Baldwin was in Firefly? Well, you're drinking that whole bottle, buddy. <laughs> also, Steve, way to way to have Alec Baldwin say, "Here's the thing." Oh yeah. Here, do you think, Daniel? What you need to do is watch Human Centipede. <laughs> it is a phenomenal movie, Daniel. It's kind of shocking that Daniel Baldwin escaped being in any of those movies. Because <laughs> could you see him being like the guy? Or you know, actually, the other thing he'd be swallowing shit at the back of the line. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Baldwin dudes as uh like a shitty detective in a later Saw sequel. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of surprised that did not come. Well, to they pass. have to be releasing that. Well, well that Saw movie is going to get released directly, right? It, They're not It gonna... looks like he made them saw themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they already pulled that shit. They also they already got the lesser Wahlberg to be in the uh yeah, that's second true. Saw. Yeah, that's true. You can't have an entire franchise populated by shitty brothers. So um, is that Donnie? Yes. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg's a cop and a bunch of them. And uh, Steve, to your to your thing, though, I don't know what the situation is with the Chris Rock movie. That's what you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, like I'm wondering if they're going to pull it or just VOD it. I Does anybody it, know what the original release date was supposed to be? I don't it's have in it in May. Me. 
Oh, that's cooked. Yeah, yeah I think it got pushed. I think I heard cooked. something about it getting pushed. I saw the trailer in front of uh, the Invisible Man. It was the first and only time I've seen it, and I gotta say, it looked kind of interesting. Oh, totally. Um, I didn't, I didn't so, even know there was a trailer. Oh, it's pretty cool. Pulled, pretty cool. Spiral. It, yeah, Spiral, uh, Eric. You should check it out. It's very um, not giving too much away, which I was pretty surprised about. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry. James Woods goes to visit with the Catholic Church. Uh, he visits Maximilian Schell, and I have to admit some real stupidity here. In the beginning, when they're, you know, in the opening credits, John Carpenter's Vampires, it's James Woods, it's Daniel Baldwin, Cheryl Lee, and then it's and Maximilian Schell. And I'm like, oh, wow, they got the guy, the guy who played Nosferatu back. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> And I looked wow. at it, I was like, oh, no, that guy died in 1936. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Max Shrek. Yeah, he was dust when this movie came out. <laughs> I, was exci- I was excited for Max Million Schnell being in this because, of course, of his great performance in the Blue Max. I believe I'm right about that. Maybe I'm wrong. But wasn't he also in Deep Impact previous episode? He was. Yes. He was. He definitely is. What is the the blue what? The blue Max. It's a um, War it's movie. a World War One drama with oh, okay. him and James Mason and a bunch of other people. It's really good. Ooh, I certainly do like James Mason movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maximilian Shell, by the way, passed away. I could I totally forgot about this. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, but uh, not yeah, nineteen thirty six. He's somebody's dad in Deep Impact. Am I remember Taylor Leone's dad? Yes, that's they, right. They, they hug on the beach when yeah. When it all goes down. Oh, here's a question I did have for you guys, though, because he's in a movie that I have been, and I know we're all over the place here, but he's in a movie that I've been circling the drain on for a really long time, but never, never bit the bullet. That Disney black hole with like him and Anthony Perkins. I've been dying to see it. It's on it's, Disney Plus. It's a nice uh, roll one up uh, movie. I'll tell you that. It's oh, not yeah. very good, all things told, but visually, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Well, well thank he, you for planning my evening. I was going to say, I know we're all so busy going to restaurants and uh, just going to concerts, <laughs> going to movies outside. Being he was outside also in, in Cross of Iron, by the way. Oh, Good movie. Well, he, he won an Oscar for uh, ju- uh, Nuremberg, Judgment of Nuremberg. Oh, right, 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 right. So also right. a good movie. So he is slumming it in this. Uh, he's <laughs> but uh, Steve, did you? You? I imagine you were last night like, yeah, man, he looks good for three hundred. <laughs> I really. Well, no, I actually kept thinking like, well, no, that, that's not him. That's that other guy. I'm like, where is this ninety-year-old or two-hundred-year-old man? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of corpses in it. Did he just play a corpse? Wow. By the way, I totally got these movies confused. He's not in The Blue Max. I guess I confused him with George Papad. Oh, oh shit. Easy mistake. He's also been dead for years. So they, um, uh, they're like, hey, man, um, your team got cut up. It sucks. Why don't you? I have an idea. And they keep saying this. Even uh, Daniel Baldwin keeps saying this, too. He's like, why don't you go back to Monterey and recruit more vampire hunters? I'm like, what the fuck is going on in Monterey? I guess that's where the home base is or something. That's where the main base is. And they say there was another team. Yes, the by, European team. by tall, Led by tall Tom Callahan. Uh, and they uh, got wiped out in Europe. Some 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 mission went awry. They got wiped out. I think well, it turns tall, out to be Valak. When, when tall Tom Callahan fucking... Brian Denny. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. His name is Tom. Is Tom yeah. They say Tall oh. Tom, and then uh, uh, James Woods keeps on calling him Callahan. Oh, I totally missed that. I mean, yeah, the European team, it was wiped out. They were trying to bust up a nest in Cologne, we're told. 
and and yeah, so I guess are we to believe that Valak was responsible for that I, too? I yes. think that's yes. what they come to say at the end. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And there's a great I my favorite exchange in this scene is uh they mentioned some it's like yeah of course uh you know Jan Valak uh he was a former priest we get a little bit of history of here he's uh he was a former priest uh something something heresy uh he was the first vampire and James Wood says created by the Catholic Church to which this other priest this this, this tiny other priest is like by accident and James Woods he is a scumbag but great delivery here he just goes shut the fuck up <laughs> just yelling at this priest i fucking love it right that's the only thing i like woods as is scumbag that's all about casino this yeah, that's it Casino well, is his best well video he's able drum to play it so well because that's what he is in real life yes in video drum he also a huge scumbag huge scumbag has he ever tried to not play a scumbag um i'm looking I it up right like now he tra- i mean i'm sh- i'm sure there has been but it's it's kind of funny because i was realizing this is definitely the James Woods movie I've seen the most. And it's also, I, I'm going back, like, I was like, what James Woods movies have I seen? Have you seen the one with him and Michael J. Fox? Which is what? The Hard Way, where he's no. learning how, Michael J. Fox is learning to be a cop, and he follows corrupt fucking cop James Woods. No kidding. It's Ooh. insane. <laughs> it's fucking wow. nuts. I completely forgot he's in the Virgin Suicide. Yes. Oh, he's so oh, good. And he, he's God, the fuck. dad in that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, <laughs> he's in. I was like, wait, he was in that. I saw that. Uh, but it's the remake of Straw Dogs, which I did not see. You're fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Apparently, he was <laughs> anyway. in Contact. He's in previous episode Cat's Eye as well. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. Smoker's Inc. That. segment. Mm-hmm. That's right. The hot box. Anyways. So, but um, yeah, there's this other priest. Um, a little uptown. <laughs> <laughs> this other priest uh, named Father Adam Gaitu, which Daniel Baldwin, or not Daniel, I keep I him and James Woods were mixed up. James Woods and Daniel Baldwin actually both call him Padre the whole time. And well, because they call the other dude Padre. It's, it's just much. because they're it, from the it, Southwest, or I guess these particular priests are. It's just like fun, I guess. They're calling him Padre. I don't well, know. I, I, I can't I mean, pronounce your name. Fucking your Padre. Padre or Father. Which one you like? It's the thing. And I, Steve, I guess you didn't have this in, in your Catholic community. But like when you wanted to be, at least me growing up, and it was never kids. Kids could never do this. But like the adults, if you wanted to be like casual yes. with, with Father whoever, you called him Padre. Yeah. Uh, ironically, a lot of the people that I grew up with in the church, uh, calling the priest Padre would also be the first person to fucking scream at somebody to speak English. So <laughs> do with see, that what you will. See, in your community, you guys said father and then you, you casualized it to Padre and Steve's community. It was father and then daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, I was an altar boy, Eric. We'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> So this guy's like, I'm coming too. Um, and actually, James Woods is ordered to re re up at Monterey, um, which I guess you know the the cardinal's crooked. I guess he knows here that James Woods is going to betray his orders no matter what. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he he knows what kind of a fucking pain in the ass Jack Crow is to work with. So know? they get off together, and like James Woods is like beating the shit out of this guy, and then like James Woods is like favorite joke in this movie is like. Hey, hey! Uh, when I uh, when I beat you up, did you, that get your heart a little bit? Give you a little wood, uh, some <laughs> mahogany, some it's ebony. 
This uh, is fucking insane. It's all of that <laughs> shit, and definitely. In well, I'd be this like, scene, well, obviously, it did to you. I mean, if we we're bringing it up, man. Like, I mean, you're right. You're right on top of me. I can feel it, fella. <laughs> Whoever smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> Shockingly, though, uh, the only character in the film to do this is James Woods' character. Yes. The constant homophobia. Oh He's making yeah. Remarks to the. Uh, this priest, because he's saying this is the scene where they do the ubiquitous. This ain't your daddy's vampire story. Yeah, you know he's got to do all the shit about like it's not like in the movies, garlic, blah blah blah, and it's uh, slur in rented formal wear. That's what, it what is. he's referring to. Like you know, these vampires that we deal with in the real world aren't like Dracula and all these European guys you've seen these. F's and rented formal wear, yeah. and I'm just like, dude. But I mean, then, you're James yes. Wood, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> but then it turns out to be exactly that. Not saying that it's the slur related, but it's like a dude in European garb from the medieval era, yeah. medieval 1300s formal wear. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is where he says though he's like the only thing that works is uh, sunlight turns them into crispy critters, or you drive a stake through their heart. So in this world. Crosses mean nothing, uh, clearly, because <laughs> this vampire is fucking partnered with the Catholic Church at the end of it, uh, uh, and, and uh, garlic does nothing. Uh, John, John, yeah, it's James. It's James. Uh, look, there's a lot of nice words in here. There's one word that's not in here, and I need you to put it in the script. Okay, John, uh, listen, I, I know it's 1995, but I will hold this up. I will hold this fucker up if I don't get my word. Uh, actually, it, it is. Um, I was reading that. The way that um, J- Carpenter and Woods worked was one, they'd do one take how it's written, and then one take James Woods got to improvise. So Ooh. I'm going to guess. <laughs> Steve, are you being serious about that? No, 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 no that's very serious. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, uh, no, because that could easily have been a joke, but also, like, it's not surprising. I'm gonna going to need one here. slur from the audience, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Padre, did you get hard when I kicked your ass? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Katrina's getting the uh, psychic link up and running pretty much, uh, while Daniel Baldwin has stripped her nude and tied her to a bed. That's my question. And she wakes up and she's like, you know, she's not a total vampire at this point, or barely a vampire at this point. She's like, oh my god, what? She's just like hogtied to a bed, and he's like, listen, sweetheart, I had to bring you here. You're a vampire now, and. I cleaned you up, and I'm like, okay. First of all, like, I would rather wake up covered in blood and then be naked in front of Daniel Baldwin. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm also sexually into knots. Uh, <laughs> just love them, love them all. Uh, I just really like them, and uh, you look like the type. Yeah, I'm a uh, real Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he also does this thing, which is something that drives me nuts in movies, and I need to bring it up here, which is. When we're like some guy, you know, we're we're on the lamb or something and whatever, and we have to get yeah. takeout. We just get a bag of hamburgers. It's like a bag full of hamburgers, a sack of hamburgers. <laughs> like this is a fucking Popeye short. And it's like uh, is- I will uh, gladly pay you on Tuesday for uh, your hamburgers today. <laughs> it's a for me hamburgers is a very specific. Like if I was and we, we you know we get lunch often us us pals. Yeah, it's a very specific order. It's like Eric, what hamburger would you like? Chris, what hamburger would you like? And I get four fucking hamburgers, and that's the end of it. Yeah, I, get I, a- put me down for bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bagged burger. <laughs> I will tell you something right now. Uh, getting a copious amount of food in a sack like that is pretty rewarding. And I, can, <laughs> I can speak of experience because, Chris Cabin, you were present for this. Uh-huh. 
we had a good friend of ours in high school uh worked at the local wendy's oh yeah and we would drive up to the fucking the the, the drive through you know and if we heard him on the radio we knew it was him you said to this dude sack full of nugs <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we'd we'd order other stuff, uh-huh. right? And then you pull up and pay for it. You pay for the, the shit we ordered, but then also this dude would just load up a bag filled with chicken nuggets. Dude, it was decadent. Now I'm wondering like <laughs> if there was one time at the end of this where you know you and Cabin are high out of your mind, driving in a car, and you're like, hey man, sack full of nugs. The guy's like, You got it. And once you get the sack, a SWAT team swarms you and your friend. <laughs> it, was a, it was a sting the whole time. This, this has been a decade in the work. <laughs> Finally. And we're going to give you a $5 fine. Yeah, we just Actually, the, uh, premier nug thieves of uh, Upper New York. A friend no, of we ours. Need, we, of, we need to wait for him to say sack full of nugs. Do not move until you hear sack full of nugs. <laughs> All right, that's it. Go, go, go. I will say, though, a friend of ours got another dude that we knew uh, at that Wendy's fired because he went inside. Because, you know, you get discounts all the time. They'd give us, like, they give you, like, a senior discount, an employee discount at the same time. You paid, like, nothing. Sure. And a friend of ours was like, hey, man, no discount. And the guy was very like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And our friend was being a real asshole and pushing and pushing and pushing him. What our friend did not know was behind this poor bastard was the district manager. Oh, no. And this guy got fucking fired. Yeah. Our days of getting double spicy chicken sandwiches were over. <laughs> he didn't know Nugget in Chief was right behind him. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So anyway, all this to say, I got no problem with Daniel Baldwin's second hamburgers. <laughs> he, he eats one of these hamburgers and uh, he spits it out. And I was like, it's going to be a veggie burger line, isn't it? Uh, oh. I was, like, I was bracing for it. I was like, here we go. <laughs> it actually, also, the other thing, too, is like, you know, at the time of this recording, we're like two and a half weeks into this lockdown and man, just a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, oh. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, my fa- One of my favorite things happens right here, too. So she's like, hey, man, can I fucking go to the bathroom and please get dressed already? I'm not going to go anywhere. You know, just let me go to the bathroom. And he agrees to it. And he's like, all right, you got to keep the door open a little bit. And I'm going to be right outside. So that happens. She has like a quick vision of like a small town church and like this old lady gets murdered in the vision and it's it's like vampire cam like this is yeah. this is you know Jan the impaler or whatever this dude's name is uh killing this lady um and then she snaps out of it and I'm like how long did this vision last because Daniel Baldwin has fallen asleep in a chair <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait she's not getting oh she's dressed I, I'm really tired now <laughs> plus a sack of hamburgers uh, is hitting me like a per- fucking rock in my stomach <laughs> Burger coma. Well, I uh, finished jerking off to looking through that people at her. Uh, take a nap for Danny boy. So sleepy. Uh, yeah, let but, me get yeah, a so- sack of hamburgers, uh, Diet Coke. You know, make it two sacks of hamburgers. Uh, and uh, a bucket of fries. How about that? A bucket of fries with that. You got a pallet back there. What's the pallet situation? <laughs> uh, so she's like out on the ledge. She's going to commit suicide. Good idea. She just doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want these visions and everything. So Daniel Baldwin like opens another window and grabs her and they kind of a bit of a scuffle. He falls back inside and she has bitten his arm. Uh, 
And so this is, of course, he fucking hits her. This is the first bitch of the film. Yeah, he really hits her too. It's like, all right, movie. Yeah. And yeah. this is the bitch avalanche and the rest of the movie that's half the dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but here was something I noticed because I'm fairly certain there were no special effects here. Uh, so he, Daniel Baldwin's like, all right, his whole thing is like cauterizing the wound kind of a thing. I'm pretty sure when when the character takes out his lighter and burns his arm wound and is screaming, this is indeed Daniel Baldwin burning himself with a lighter. I think it is a little bit, but you got to figure on that arm wound, there's got to be latex and yes. horse shit anyway. Sure, but I feel like it was a thing where they were like, hey man, like, you know, we can do it in post or something. He was like, no, no, Carpenter, just give me a go at actually doing it. Yeah, let me burn myself. I'm really I, into this role. I used to do this all the time. Don't worry. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I mean, I do think that this, I mean, uh, like we said, this is kind of Daniel Baldwin's biggest role. Anyway, I can imagine him throwing himself into it. There's Again, it's Carpenter. James yes. Woods is a known quantity. Totally. Uh, oh, so so Woods and the Padre, new Padre, get to this hotel. James Woods immediately hits this guy with the phone, which is fucking great. Uh, but this is, we're basically exploring the link between this dude, Valak is the name, Jan Valak, and Katrina. We see him fucking decapitate this priest. Again, pretty decent special effect. Yeah, and this is when I start falling asleep, to be honest. Well, this, what, with the mystery unfolding? Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> the mystery that is unfolding is Valak is trying to find this special cross that was from old Europe that's now buried in the Southwest in order to complete the ritual to make him like a day walker, an immortal vampire that is not affected by the sun. Why not fucking break the cross in half? Put half in Europe and half in fucking South America. Call it a day. But it's That's nice. You want to show it to people. <laughs> That's it's the nice. Thing. The thing is, no one was as smart as Steven Sadie. <laughs> In the Catholic Church? The no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they had other things in mind. Yeah, they yeah, they did. Uh, the, so, so, because I paid attention. So the, the the cross it was used in the ceremony that turned Valak from a, a priest who was like working with the poor. He became like a, a priest for the Bohemians, they say. Uh, and the and they tried to like uh, it was like a botched exorcism. And they or like a re reverse exorcism, something to say? that effect, and yeah. they turned him into in doing this, and it was a frame job because just because he was helping the poor, uh, they uh, turned him into a vampire, and this will turn him into the vampire, like the best vampire. Well, right, because he's a master who can also walk during the yes. day, so yeah. essentially out, he'll be unstoppable. It was just another whoopsie daisy by the Catholic Church in a long line of whoopsie daisies. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. Look, uh, we have to deal with the problem now. Let's not think of what we did. Let's just do what we're doing now. <laughs> Cabin, is that right, though, that they say that they did this reverse exorcism on this guy because he was helping the poor? Yeah, he became like, uh, he in that little uh, Maximilian Shell thing, it becomes yes. re uh, revealed that he was like, he became bohemian. And he was like, I believe in all of, you know, God's children deserve everything. Like, it was an equality guy. And they were like, well, fuck that shit. And they uh, put a demon. Oh, all right. So listen. Valak was cool with like same-sex marriage? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Back then, who knows? Listen, listen, listen. Anything resembling communist values, you get turned into a vampire, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is rule number one. Rule number two, you molest kids, you sons of bitches. We are going to move you to a different church. And it's going to be really <laughs> annoying. 
And we're we'll going to keep, on, we're gonna keep on paying you. That's, <laughs> like, you're going to keep on getting paid. What does Bohemian even mean? Is it like, oh, he's aligned to like the Habsburg crown in Czechoslovakia? Or is he just like a hipster? No, I think it means that, that word that James Woods used earlier in the film. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so like now they're like, they, they know what he's after. So they have to go find what he's, where he's going. And the priest. The Black Cross, we're also told, is the, the Bercier Cross. Well, there's mm-hmm. this other big scene where he, where Valak actually gets the Bercier Cross. It's kind of hilarious. Like it's outside of like, it looks like a Franciscan kind of monastery kind of a thing. Yep. Yeah. And it's all these vampires who we're told are masters wake up and it's like six to eight different people men and women coming out of the dirt like with their eyes closed and their mouths closed like Mah! Mah! i kind of want one guy to like with both eyes open <laughs> <it's> just like <laughs> chunking dirt like oh, fuck i went the front with my mouth open it's fucking oh, terrible oh i did it again i did it again <laughs> Speaking of Laurel Palmer, this kind of reminded me of uh, David Lynch, right? Like in the in the new Twin Peaks with those Dirtman lumberjack oh, guys. Yeah, totally, man. Get a light. <laughs> Get a light, uh, dude. I loved uh, honestly the scene of the vampires storming this monastery, dude. These guys are like sitting ducks to these vampires. They're yeah. just, you get a whole sequence of them, like, just being slayed by these monsters. Yeah, it's stars. like all these monks being thrown and ripped apart. It's not bad. It is not bad. I agree <laughs> with that. The sequence is pretty There's fun. one dude, it's kind of great, because there's one guy who's clearly just been, like, pushed over, but his robes, like, land on something that's on fire, and this dude just starts cooking up. <laughs> This monk's just on fire. It's fucking great. Uh, uh, all the uh, pyrotechnic work in this movie, phenomenal. It is. Like, it's, it's pretty it's, fantastic. It's A grade, man. It's A grade. And the real problem with this movie is they're so cold on these footsteps for so long. Yes, it is a lot of just playing catch up. I mean, because like when the when the team gets to the monastery, you know, everybody's long gone. They're so long gone that they're putting in uh, the sound of like, flies buzzing around so these dudes are now just like rotting that's right. how long they're you know behind and these vampires there's like the whole scene like they're trying to get laura palmer to like see what valak is up to through the psychic link they see like oh he's he's gonna get the cross because there's the map and he kills father molina so then we just go to a <laughs> church and that father molina presided over and it's just like talking to a state trooper it's just kind of it feels like padding yeah, this this cop character in that priest uh, in that priest's church is hilarious because James Woods is like, yeah, we're going around the country investigating hate crimes on Catholic people. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay. And wait, wait, dude- do you mean that they're doing the hate crimes? Is that what you mean? <laughs> you have it backwards, right? That's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, come right this way. Right. It's kind of a funny exchange, though, because the, the cop is like, oh, now, wait a second. All right. Any new information you get, you're going to share it with us, right? And James Woods is like, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> they mistake him for like a fed, I guess. No, he's he straight up says he's working for the Catholic Church. Oh, Lord. It is amazing. Like, oh, right this way. You work for the Catholic Church. Like, I don't know, man. How about the fucking federal government yeah. steps in? Exactly. You work for the Catholic Church. Okay, cool. Wait outside, fuckhead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, pervert. Uh, say, Sheriff, uh, do you have any quote unquote vampires you need me to kill? Uh, you know, we got a little bit of a payment system here. If you had some quote unquote vampires that are in uh, some uh, rent stabilized apartments, uh, we could uh, take care of those quote unquote vampires. 
vampires. You know, Kevin, you just reminded me, there is a thing in that opening motel scene where Mark Boone Jr. and some other dude are trying to impress the sex workers uh, by saying that they're vampire hunters. And it brought to mind, like, this is still a world where vampires are not a known thing, right? Yes. Like, it is still a mystery kind of thing. So I feel like, why are they telling people? Because, well, I mean, let's be honest. The Catholic Church doesn't keep its mouth shut. <laughs> They've let also, leaks out before. This isn't they were, fucking... They, yeah, they were also getting their rocks off, and I feel like it's like, whatever. Like, we could, oh. t- we could tell them we've stepped on the moon, man. Yeah, sure, that's true. <laughs> uh, so so this other padre, uh, this dude from Hell on Wheels... Um, right. Oh, yeah, your favorite. Yes, Giddy. of course, my uh, my absolute favorite. This guy was in late seat. What was the actor's name again? Tim Guinea. Yes, yeah. uh, that might be a slur, but yes, <laughs> and <laughs> we we accepted it as a slur. He played in in Helen Wheels. He didn't really emerge towards the later seasons. I think like three through five or so, where he kind of played like a check to Sir Thomas Durant. Of course, of course, uh-huh. Thomas Durant is doing the expansion out west, making the railroad. The thing is, this guy is doing it from the other way, and this is when the show finally decides to address the whole Chinese labor of creating the the railroads. It took them three seasons to address that? Yeah. 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 I never (laughs) said it was a good show. Well, well, we're not going to get a fourth season, so why don't we do something worth a damn? How about that? I think like the first two seasons or show was very much like, we're in Kansas, okay? We're just hanging out in Kansas. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, This guy played in one of my favorite Law and Orders. He's one of those guys who like killed... Uh, his wife, uh, his like his girlfriend, her daughter, and like their employer, and then like act like seduced everybody to like the the not his lawyer, the jury, and everybody like because he's such a nice guy. Uh, it's oh, a, really? It's a really good episode if you can find it. It's it's uh OG Law and Order. OG Law and Order. I love me some OG Law and Order. Ooh, oh wow! You know, speaking of vampires, I just noticed. In 2016, uh, there was a show that started, which, according to this, is Hell on Wheels. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a show called Van Helsing. Oh yes, there. It's there about his a daughter. Show. Yeah, it's his oh. daughter. I believe it's on the Sci-Fi Network. People love yeah, it. It's one of those shows okay. that like nobody watches, but if you say it in a room with more than a hundred people, twenty people are like, hey. Hey, you're like, what? Oh, yeah, look at this. Vanessa Helsing, distant relative of famous vampire hunter Abraham Van Helsing. Oh, so it's like modern day. Oh, I don't know, everybody. I'm looking at this picture. There's a dude with horns. Dude, people are tweeting at you right now in real time. It's not that bad. Oh, it's, wait for season three. It gets really I'm good. Sure, I'm sure it's sexy as fuck, folks. Sure. Not from these promo photos. I'm sure it gets all your steampunk giddies out. Is it steampunk? If it's steampunk, I'm in. It might be. It looks kind of a little, a little steampunk, little actually. actually yeah. So I don't even know. Like they kind of just show up at this town. They lay siege on this town. Uh, that's where he he has taken the large cross to do this yes. ritual. Santiago is the name of the town, and they guess. I guess they. It's actually another interesting thing that I wish I could see. Is they realize like the whole town is gone and they're either dead or have been turned into vampires. And James Woods is basically like, all right, so, you know, he 
has been working on this for a long time. He's been working on taking out this town bit by bit. So he's got this like entire town as his home base. Kind of all interesting shit I'd rather watch. Yes, exactly. Like, and they come, well, apparently, this is a movie where right before it started, they slashed the budget by like two thirds. So that probably has something to do with it. Uh, I, yeah, that's a good call. I didn't read that. That's unfortunate. But the funny thing is, even for a slashed budget, I mean, thankfully, they kept so much of it in, you know, just the production value of the special effects. Well, because it, those don't look cheap. Carpenter no. doesn't do movies that look cheap. I mean, like, find me one. Like, on any budget, he'll find something Go- to make it look like something. Ghost of Mars actually is probably the worst. It's the most CGI you see him use, I think. I will say, though, that I think um, the, what the fuck, the 2010 movie. The Ward? The Ward is cheap only in the sense of like you can tell by like the quality of the digital camera that he's using to make the movie yeah. looks very cheap you know what netflix give fucking john carpenter a movie if you're gonna fucking <sighs> absolutely him make a fucking movie i don't know man i saw him in concert which ruled by the way i think he's just kind of happy smoking pot with his son he might very well music and just doesn't want to do shit that might be true. Yeah, I, I totally I totally feel well, that, his, too. His quote was when uh, the, the new Halloween came out, and they were like, oh, are you excited about this new Halloween, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm excited that they paid me. Like, they, they consulted him, <laughs> but it was very much like, yes. yeah, I get consulted because I get fucking paid, and that's cool because I'm John Carpenter. I'm 100 years old, and I'm just hanging out. Well, yeah. Back to 1998. Uh, so, John, uh, <laughs> just about to sign this contract over for uh, uh, $70 million to make this vampire movie with Alec Baldwin, right? Yeah, Daniel Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> Alec Baldwin, you said? Yeah, Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> oh, man, I love Alec. Yeah, no, yeah, Daniel Baldwin's great. What, yeah. y- you are saying Alec, right? Yeah, Alan Daniel. Right, yeah, we're, do- we're doing the movie with Baldwin. <laughs> Married to the mobs, Alec Baldwin, right? Yeah, Mulholland falls now, with Daniel Baldwin. Technically, you can't get <laughs> mad at me because I said a Baldwin was circling the role. <laughs> uh, so they're, like, gearing up to take this, you know, down this town of goons. They realize the safest place for all these vampires to be sleeping during the day is in this jail, which I guess has, like multiple floors below it or all the cells are or something there, we really don't see a lot of this jail there's a lot of elevator business and i'm like what what are we spending so much time on this elevator this, for this is a down point for me this yeah. is a lot to fucking yeah deal this with. whole we got to do this elevator action bullshit <laughs> great game um <laughs> totally great game uh but this is uh, i noticed it at the beginning of the movie but this is where i finally made the note about it dudes <laughs> James Woods fucking fake as fuck crossbow that he's got. This is a bad cheap looking thing. Oh, it yes. looks like a toy, a straight up Nerf gun. It probably it's, is it's it just water. painted silver or something. It's probably just a really nicely painted Nerf gun. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it just looks so fucking cheap and it also looks like a tad too futuristic. Like it's cheap looking, but also the design of it Looks like it's something uh, you'd see in like a Men in Black movie. Yes, exactly. right. It's sort of like in Predator Two when they gave um, uh, uh, Danny Glover like the gun with like the weird scopes oh, on yes. it. It's like, yes, like yeah, yes. sort of future. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, John. We uh, made these like full beautiful wood uh, arrows for you, and uh, you were going to just sign this. And uh, Alec Baldwin's in your movie. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. So there's all this fucking horse shit where like. 
the priest is like, all right, I'll be the bait in the elevator, and we're going to, like, lure them up one by one. And this this does drag a bit, friends, <laughs> I have to say. Because it's like, it's, it's, the system is, like, and the weird thing is, like, I understand, like, the best way to kill a vampire in this lore is to use sunlight. But, like, you know, fucking get your hands dirty and fucking start staking people. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And the only person who stakes anybody in this scene is the priest when he hilariously starts going at this this one vampire like yeah. a million times. There are multiple stakings throughout the film, but it like it's boring and ineffectual. Like when you take them out into the sunlight, they like really burn up and explode. But then you stake them through the heart and they're just like, I'm still here. That's the weird thing. It's like it doesn't automatically kill them. It just appears to like bother them a little bit. Yeah, it's just I I I don't understand the decision in that, but okay, <laughs> I'm not all right, movie. Well, there's one or two that do die from it, and then they also just burn them because I think you just burn vampire bodies. Yeah, like, just you know to be on the safe side. Yeah, because like the one guy in this elevator thing where it doesn't work because they fuck it up because of course they did because it's a fucking <laughs> elevator gag. But <laughs> there's a guy in there and they shove one in his heart and he does seem to be dead. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, oh, there also is a fucking great thing, though, where, uh, is it the priest? Yes, it's (laughs) during this first encounter with the elevator or whatever, they're trying to, like, kill this vampire, and everybody's kind of, like, surprised or whatever, and this priest takes out a gun. I'm pretty sure the priest shoots this vampire in the crotch, like, 12 times. Yeah, that's what you want. Well, guns but nobody like, acknowledged it. Guns are like, you know, they distract the vampire, they slow the vampire down. So you might as well go right for the crotch. It just reminded me, though, that Simpsons, where they do uh, Mr. Burns' Dracula, and it's like, oh, and Homer's going to stake him. And then Lisa's like, Dad, that's his groin. I kept thinking of the line from that exact same episode where it's like, no, I'm the head vampire. You know, because yes. the master vampire bullshit. Totally. Uh, Padre, um, Padre, when I said you could kill him by sticking his dick and shooting his dick, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I meant that as a joke. Where, you know, we're getting to know each other. Yeah, right. Padre, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about hard dicks over here. I'm talking about hard dicks all the time. Is your, is this- your dick hard? <laughs> <laughs> all this shooting does lead to James Woods to be like, hey, use the stake. Hit him in the heart with the stake. Yeah. And that still really doesn't do much. And then I think around here, Daniel Baldwin is still like pulling guys and uh, vampires out yes. into the sunlight and there's a moment where where james uh where uh james woods is is being dragged by a vampire and it's like oh my god it's a ticking bomb he's gonna go out there and be exploded with him yes with, oh right with yeah. her. It, it's kind of badass he like rolls off at the last second but he's stay he's staking her as well and it's really just like whatever yeah he's a maniac dude. the way i'll understand it it's a stake and you're done that's how i that's how it should be sure that's the way i do it <laughs> oh you're one of those old-fashioned garlic should hurt him types aren't you <laughs> no no <laughs> thank no. you chris <laughs> i think vampires should be sparkly and i think they should have fun and vacations uh-huh. and i think they should go to school uh-huh. and get a and- diploma and when they fuck the bed breaks <laughs> there should be hipster vampires there should be a uh, uh, sub and dom vampires there should oh, be definitely. every kind of vampire. Sub and Dom, definitely. Mm, <laughs> I like it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it this all kind of comes to nothing because they're like, well, fuck, we didn't get all of them, and now the sun's going down. Uh-oh. Uh, and a, according to rule number 10, 
You can't even kill a master at night. Okay. Why, why is that? Well, I don't know. Because <laughs> an old priest said it once. Yes. <laughs> um, so they, they try to hightail it. The the master rises, uh, Jan Valak. And again, like here's the thing. He either talks, and he's talking a lot, and he's got character with agency, or he never talks at all. Like This half yep. in, half out is actually kind of bad. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, in here, they just come out, and he's like, Hello, Jack. Yeah, exactly. I don't. You, also, uh, no, no deal with uh, our friend. Um, what's that guy's name? Mike something. The the Karate Dream. Mike Dexter. No, oh come on, Eric. You know the guy. That the, the the number two. Mike Barnes. My Karate's oh. bad boy. Mike Barnes. Thank yes. you. Vampire's bad boy, Mike Barnes. What if he showed up in this movie? <laughs> that would be pretty badass because Terry Silva could use a fucking little sidekick. You know, man. I'll tell you what. He'd break brick. <laughs> that much that much I can tell you break fucking brick alright Padre it's time to release the uh, special weapon Ralph Macchio's with us come on <laughs> Ralph Macchio go out and get him just physically fighting all of these vampires oh and we also have Tim Robbins saying vampires <laughs> vampires <laughs> yeah that dude's definitely gonna slay some vampires via freaking them out <laughs> Uh yeah, so oh somewhere around here, Katrina finally fully turns into a vampire and bites uh Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, they all kind of separate. Um the the padre jumps behind like a a a, a store window thing and it's kind of hanging out, laying low. James Woods gets knocked out by Valak and Daniel Baldwin finally succumbs to his vampire injuries, thank God. Uh and so <laughs> it's kind of great. I love this part of the movie. It's James Woods hogtied to the front of a truck. <laughs> uh, not too shabby. And this is when, dun, 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 Maximilian Shell comes out. Oh, yeah, the Cardinal himself is crooked. And it's because classic vampire selling point, Maximilian Shell is getting on in years, you know, more sunsets behind him than ahead of him. And uh, he wants to live forever, forever. So, of course, he does a deal. With the vampire community, yes, and he mentioned how like his faith has waned over the years. It, it's 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 interesting, and then and James Wood is called a like a lone crusader, and 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 this is like part of the ritual to have like this one super believer that they would crucify on a burning cross. I don't know why it has to be a burning cross. <laughs> well, you know, because vampires are very showy. Yeah, theatric. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was, my, my attention was waning at this point, And then I was like, James Wood's getting crucified. Hold on. But not before. Uh, <laughs> Putting my phone saying, on silent. <laughs> <laughs> but not before saying that uh, uh, our Valak here is a, <laughs> quote, Pole smoking fashion victim. Uh -huh. Yeah. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting more and more okay with this crucifixion as we go. Oh, yes. by the way, light it know, up, dude. Like how reprehensible James Woods is in real life and as this character. <laughs> there was a mention of his backstory, which I thought was pretty fascinating. That his parents were killed. Like his father was bitten by a vampire, and his father turned and killed his mother yes. and then he had to kill his father and then ever since then he became like a ward of the vatican and was raised to become a master slayer, a slayer. Yeah, raised by the church man i don't yeah. want to be a ward of the vatican i'll tell you that much uh absolutely not oh man um, oh man <laughs> if they should have gotten him to be a special guest on buffy 
<laughs> the most fucking racist slayer there ever was. Oh, man. Here comes fucking Jack Crow, Buffy. You're going to hate working with Jack Crow. It's me, Giles. Hey, Buffy. Buffy, can you can you feel me? Can you feel me inside you? Can you feel me? I know you're 16, but uh, come on. You're cool, right? You're good. You're good. You're good. Also, keep that uh, fucking Kenya away from me. <laughs> No, don't 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 go back. Don't go back to Robert De Niro. Just stay here with me. Kendra, with me. apologies. Just, just, want, just want to get that everything right. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, are, are you in school? <laughs> to go to school, Buffy. You oh, go to yeah. school. Oh, oh. Nine oh two and show for that. Hey, uh, Buffy. It's uh, me, Daniel Baldwin. Uh, I could pick you up. I could be good with school. I got, I got a <laughs> got a vampire car. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll help you study. Oh yeah, <laughs> you say my uh, breath smells like uh, beer. It always smells like that. That's just, uh, that's a condition <laughs> hey, uh, I have. Hey Buffy, who's got a cooler car? Me with my vampire car, or Angel with his tinted window Angel mobile? <laughs> you know, a lot of ladies these days they find uh, burping erotic. <laughs> do you do you want to take a burger out of this bag? Only take one. Only take one. <laughs> Yeah, I got All right, Buffy, you can go in the bathroom and change your clothes. I'll be out here taking a nap immediately. Oh, wait, I got a date with a high school girl. Yeah, let me get uh, a bag of hamburgers plus one hamburger <laughs> on the side, please. <laughs> I want my bag and her hamburger completely separate. Uh, uh, you're in love with a werewolf, huh? Uh, you ever want to be with a figurative werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. So, oh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, another great Daniel Baldwin cauterizing a wound thing. He, like, fires off a fucking gun and yes. then just puts the barrel to his neck. It's pretty just, great. Oh, man, not gonna, too shabby. He's going to be the cavalry to save James Woods. James Woods is getting crucified by the <laughs> vampires and Maximilian Shell. First of all, if you're going for a crucifixion and you're a fucking vampire, let's get some nails out. What's with this fucking rope horse shit? Absolutely. I mean, you fucking. I mean, if you're the first vampire, maybe you knew somebody who knew Jesus. Yeah, like you saw how that shit went down. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is a, an issue of ego because Maximilian Shell should not be outside. He should be like really until the last minute. You shouldn't know because by fucking doing all this, uh, Padre hears it all and is like, gets up on the roof. Yep, and fucking shoots uh, Maximilian Shell in the back. Why wouldn't you have like bulletproof vests? I would have p vampires surrounded Maximilian Shell. I mean, this dude, is... I know he's only a cardinal, but you need the fucking Pope mobile for this <laughs> one, please. It's a great point. He should only come out during the ceremony and should be like, oh shit. I have a precious Absolutely. jewel here, man. Him and fucking Woods, or it's done. My favorite thing <laughs> is during this crucifixion is when uh, the uh, when the cardinal cuts J James Woods' thigh. And then puts a chalice up to it, thus getting some gene juice out of James Woods. Dude, I thought the same thing as gene juice. Oh God! Like, oh, does that? Lord. I mean, I would assume for this reverse exorcism, uh, you know, you need fucking pure blood, man. Yeah. Not some fucking dungaree <laughs> dust in there. Uh, actually, in this part of the United States, we we call it denim drink. <laughs> Look, I'm just a plasma connoisseur, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Let me get some pop. Oh, you mean uh, some some uh, blood out of James Woods' jeans? Oh, no, I guess you call it jean uh, uh, juice? Yeah, jean juice. They got that. I love... Uh, there is. There was one time in this movie where James Woods did make me laugh, and it's like... He it's after the Padre has killed uh, Maximilian Shell, 
And the you know Valak is like, oh look, it's another oh, priest. Oh you know whatever. And like nothing is kind of happening. And then James Woods just goes, come on, Padre, my nuts are on fire here. <laughs> Well, I guess it played funnier for me than you guys. <laughs> no, I like. I actually have it on on my my notes here, and it's like my nut my nuts are on fire. But then I for some it says my nuts are on fire here in my notes. <laughs> but I had read it trying to read back my chicken scratch. I was like, my nuts are a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, was that a was that a line? From they the age well. Uh, so yeah, he disrupts the thing. Yeah, the cardinal gets fucking his back blown out, which rules. It's pretty great, dude. Maximilian Shell explodes. Um, that's the end of that character. And Tim, and in a, go ahead, go ahead, Cabin. Uh, and Tim Guinea, uh, it, it, it's a great scene because uh, uh, Thomas Stevens is like, "Well, you're a padre. You come down here and do this thing, or I'm gonna kill him, or I'm gonna kill him, either one." And then he's like, "Well." I mean, I don't want him to die, but fucking it's between that and the end of the world. Like, he actually yes. has that opinion. He's like, yeah, I, yeah, why the fuck would I do that? Why would I ever do that? He yeah. also do, he threatens to fucking commit suicide with that yeah. shotgun, which is pretty crazy. I mean, it's the right move there. Yeah, but it is dumb stakes at this point, pun intended. It, it, yeah, no, it pretty much is. I mean, and then in a weird instance where I'm like, wait, so how long was this fucking ceremony taking? <laughs> like, the sun starts rising again. Well, and I'm like, wait, what? Well, no, they actually say at some point, because that was the same thing. I was like, you want to give yourself some buffer, guys. But no, the, the ceremony has to uh, uh, climax with the rising of the sun. That's how this shit works. Okay, fair enough. But like, when this whole sequence starts, when they're like, when when Valak is like, "Hey, Jack," you know, from behind, the sun is just right then setting. Well, they knock him out. I think they just they just kind of hang out, you know. Ah, sure. Put on a couple records. Yeah, some Doobie Brothers. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude! (laughs) Be kind of great. I'm a big fan of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. (laughs) <laughs> Not that disgusting Neil Young, though. Ah, 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 ah. His solo career was well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there is a thing. It's kind of funny. Valak's trying to, like, grab at this cross. He can't get it. We have a James Woods line as we start to fight this guy where he goes, uh, Hey, Valak, after 600 years, how's that dick working? And I was like, <laughs> what is your obsession? And it's such a dumb thing to give a character it's, i, don't I know. think he's compensating for something possibly sure. he's compensating for being fucking james woods <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah and then uh, daniel baldwin shows up and they're like they start fucking fighting everybody this is when you and it kind of happens really fast and again i'm happy for this movie to end but like <laughs> it happens really fast it's valak v james woods in this barn and i'm like also valak <laughs> go underground you know the sun's rising yeah, jump in that fucking jail or whatever. But yeah, it's it, you're right, Steve. It is kind of, it feels like it's done in haste. And I wonder if there was some sort of cut situation. Because like James Woods just pushes this column over and the ceiling falls in. And Valak just is cooking up. It's, yeah, that's you, the end of it. It's not even a fake out or anything like that. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I was just going to say, it's extremely anticlimactic. Yes. Like, do you imagine this fight is going to go on for a while? And it's just like, oh, yeah, I just throw myself at this fucking pillar and that's it. Yeah. And, and also, Steve, to your point, too, there isn't any like surprise scare or yes. comeback or anything. And also, you kind of expect the, the priest to have his own mini adventure while this is going on. You know what I mean? To make it feel a bit bigger. But no, the priest is just kind of done. 
Yeah, he's just kind of hanging. I mean, his his character is so underutilized, and it's like, why why is he even here? What is go- like? I know he's like bait at some points, and he adds a little plot detail of like, well, this is what Valak is really trying to do, but right. It, I don't know. He just felt tabled. He totally. Did. And Daniel Baldwin um, is just kind of dying. Uh, Cheryl Lee was a full vampire for a while. He like knocks her out. A little bit, right? Is that how there? Yeah, yeah. There's some gross fucking vampire kissing going on. Oh, I yeah. Mean, his saving of of James Woods was kind of fun when when he shoots the uh, the cross with the pickup truck's retractable oh, right. metal wire to drag James yes. Woods out of, out of this ceremony to safety, and then yeah. and then he just has this. Standoff with James Woods, where he's just like, "Yeah, all right, fuck yeah, I'm a vampire, all right? But give me two days to go on vacation." <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's it's pretty much it, you know. He's like, "I really need a vacation, you know. I want to get out of here with my new vampire lady friend." And James Woods is like, "All right, you have two days notice, and then I'm coming to kill you." And in the meantime, I'm going to hang back here with Padre, kill some vampires, talk about some dicks, you know. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, I'm a vampire hunter. That's what I do. I take care of vampires. Yeah, you can go and kill, like, I don't know, 20, 30 people for the next couple well, of days. I yeah, think, totally. I think his motivation here is like, well, you know, we killed Valak, which was like the big, big, big master vampire. That probably took out a bunch of people. So, Hey, hey, start up some more. I need work, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I see what you're saying. Drum up some business. He said Vatican gold coming. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, Montoya, honestly, as long as they're quote-unquote vampires, I'll kill them. <laughs> you know, they could be any kind of quote-unquote vampires. Well, why don't you bite some dogs and rats and I can kill those and build the Vatican? <laughs> And I mean, it seriously ends with this Casablanca-esque new friendship between the two yeah. of them, you know, and they're like trading. They're on the opposite side of a dialogue they had earlier in the film. Well, where the, it's an the, erection the, the joke. He's, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, when you, uh, hey, he's like, hey, Padre, I got to ask you, when you were uh, fighting that, that, when you shot that colonel, did you get any wood? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I got fucking mahogany. Totally. It's like in a Pauly Shore movie when another character yes. who's not Pauly Shore starts speaking in Pauly Shoreese. <laughs> yeah, and he ends up naming other wood like Teak, and then he says Major Chubby. Oh, dude, yeah, Major Chubby, get out of here. You're in your fucking forties. Ma- what are you talking about erections with your buddies for? <laughs> fucking Mary J. Blige's real love starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking talk about their dicks to each other. And it just, I mean, that's it. That's the end of the movie. It goes to credits. The best credit of the movie, though, because, of course, it's a Carpenter movie. He's doing his own music. You guys catch the name of this band? No. Oh, it's, dude, it's John Carpenter and the Texas Toad Lickers. That sounds right. Because <laughs> it is a oh, twangy, yeah. ba wang 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 guitar, ba bang wow wow Mike? Yeah, I'm much more of a fan of his fucking synth work, dude, I have to oh, say. Absolutely. Agree, a big agree. But like my favorite thing of this, this uh, it's almost in every single um, Carpenter movie. Uh, you know, the, you'll have like a, a bracket of like these were like uh, bike riders or toughs or something. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Like, and this one, it's hookers. <laughs> yeah. And there's like nine <laughs> names listed. <laughs> hey man, it's just an honor to be cast in a John. Carpenter I will movie. say that motel party highlight of the film. Yeah. Oh sure, dude. It doesn't get any sleazier than that. And that's my opening line about stale beer. You can smell it coming off the screen. It's great. 
Uh, would anybody recommend this movie is the real question of the evening. Gentlemen. I would say no, um, only for two reasons. One, I think that the first 25-ish minutes are okay. Uh, it feels like a bad comic book for that time. And I'm like, I could get with that. Um, <laughs> but you just want to be watching From Dust Till Dawn. It's the same era. The vampires are really similar. High-octane action vampire stuff. It's a much better movie. Not that, that movie's great. I haven't watched it in a little bit, but like that's the movie I saw like a hundred times as a kid. Right. Um, yeah, it just it doesn't work for me as a movie. It, it just after that twenty five minutes, I am out. So that's and Daniel Baldwin and James Wood. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Eric Siska. Um, I would agree that From Dust Till Dawn is a better film. I'll, I also haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe I'm full of shit. Uh, but. <laughs> I, w- I could see an angle of this movie being hangover territory. Mm-hmm. You could pass out for a while. You won't miss any of the mysticism or what the fuck's going on because it does have that sloggy m- middle. Um, yeah. I would kind of say if you're like, oh, this is going to be your banner movie of the night, you're drinking and having a good time, I would say no. But if the morning after, I would say put it on. <laughs> Excellent, uh, Chris Cabin. Uh, I would recommend it, uh, but I, I I put it as this. Um, I love looking at John Carpenter movies. Like I've yeah. seen, I, I just yeah. like like the way he directs movies. I like the feel of his movies. So I, it's lesser him for sure. Um, I think it's a little better than something like Village of the Damned, which is only interesting for its casting. Um, yeah. And it's you know it gives me what I want from a vampire movie, pretty much. Um, Daniel Baldwin. Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> and, and, and actually, Dan, I think Daniel Baldwin and Woods work in this movie for the most part. Uh, I wish they had some balance with other characters, but hey, I get what I get. Um, I kind of agree with you a little bit there, and I, I, I feel like this is the best I've seen Daniel Baldwin be. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No. No doubt about that. Uh, I would recommend this movie. Um, you know, this most. I want to say I rewatched this maybe like a year ago. Uh, maybe two years ago. Um, but yeah, yeah. Watch it for the show. I'm always a little more critical. It still more or less holds up for me. I don't think it's a perfect movie. It is annoying watching James Woods in anything now. Um, but I do think you know Chris, just like you said, he works here. I think Daniel Baldwin also works here. Um, I do wish though there was just more of a team than the two of them and Cheryl. I want the movie that the beginning is. You know what I mean? Like that, yes. yes, exactly. That's yes. why I, I was saying, like, I want a prequel of this. You know what I mean? Where it is just like this team fucking doing shit. And again, I we did the same thing on Queen of the Damned, and I'm gonna do it right here. <laughs> Another movie where there's a little bit of a, a vampire hunting team is Dracula 2000. Right. Better yeah. movie, you know, just a little bit. The start of this movie kind of reminded me of Twister, which I caught part yeah. of on TV recently, yep. and it's like that's kind of an interesting concept that. Vampire hunting would be modernized to the point where we're using gadgets. We're doing this. We have a huge team. We're going out and we're doing it. Right. And it would be it would be something. I feel like. I mean this this movie's still fine. Boilerplate, <laughs> fine. But yeah, Eric, can I ask you? Have you seen Excessive Force? Because you're the Thomas Ian Griffith head in the in the room. No, I do not know if I have oh, that. Man. That movie, that movie title sounds familiar because let every me, action movie ever made is also called excessive. <laughs> let me tell you about this godsend of a movie. Eighty-seven minutes. I like that. <laughs> Thomas, so far so good. R-rated. Thomas Ian Griffith is the lead karate kicking the shit out of everybody. And let me tell you about sounds the great. five people cast next to him: Lance Henriksen, oh. James Earl Jones, oh. Tony Todd. Eek. 
Wow. Burt Young. Ooh. Uh, and Antonio Caron, who you might not know, but you 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 know who you you've seen him before. I, I just pulled up the uh, the Wikipedia and uh, it looks great. It's got a twenty percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. I am <laughs> That's what in. You want. Uh, just a quick Daniel Baldwin thing, by the way. Has anyone seen Family of Cops with Charles Bronson? No. It is no. sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good one. I was just gonna recommend to stay away because I know we've been we've been Bronsoning a lot. Uh-huh. During this quarantine, it's not one you want to check out. Oh my god! I just went to Daniel Baldwin's Wikipedia page, and the photos him like at the airport. It's hilarious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he looks like fucking shit. His IMDb photo itself, though, is him in front of a, a step and repeat at some sort of Sopranos premiere. Why? Why isn't it him at the airport? It's in front of the Delta know. Terminal. What dude, the fuck's happening? It is right. That is the Delta Terminal. And by the way, thrice divorce. Yeah. Dude. Oh well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that is John Carpenter's Vampires, directed by the King of Screaming himself, John it's got Carpenter. Five children, Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> God, nobody cares this much about Daniel Baldwin, dude. The show's over with. Welcome to Daniel Baldwin podcast. Yeah, there you go. Right into another episode. If you want more We Hate Movies, though, uh, hang on this feed for new episodes every Tuesday, along with every Monday and Thursday during the quarantine. We are releasing Melrose 210, our recap show of Beverly Hills 90210, and Melrose Plays. And, of course, over on our Patreon, there's endless more content. Patreon.com slash We Including John Carpenter's The Fucking Thing. I'm so excited for it. That's right. We're going to do a We Love Movies episode on The Thing. That's at the $5 level. At the $8 level, you get so much more. Go check that out, patreon.com slash we hate movies. And next Tuesday, we will be back with an all new episode. Steve Sadak, what will we be uh, slogging through then? We're bringing a dear friend back. Uh, also, connecting via quarantine. We're bringing people together. Jamel Bowie of the New York Times is coming back on the show. Yes. What are we talking about? Uh, and him? I'm going to say it's his fault because he wanted to do <laughs> Raw Deal. Yes. Uh, Arnold. Dude, we're going back to Arnold. Pre recommend. Check it out yep. before we do that episode. <laughs> Low key, one of my favorite Arnolds. Yes. There you go. So until next week where we are talking Raw Deal with Jamel Bowie over the internet, that is. He is not going to be in the studio because there is no studio. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Daniel Podwin. <laughs> Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.